Welcome to Rise and Thrive, Conversations for Greatness. We bring you captivating conversations with extraordinary individuals who have conquered challenges, achieved greatness, and are making a positive impact in the world. This is your go-to source for inspiration and motivation. I'm your host, John Merkis. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce the driving force behind Next Level Results Accelerator, a dynamic 90-day one-on-one coaching program designed to help you get to the next level in your career and life. With 18 years of unwavering commitment to empowering individuals to achieve their dreams, our guest today has honed her expertise in performance tools and practices. Having spent two decades in corporate Australia, she has delivered over 200 workshops and countless hours of one-on-one coaching, firmly believing that the achievement of any kind of success is an inside job. Now on a mission to empower people just like you, her warm, thought-provoking style will reconnect you with your goals and aspirations. Her insights are powerful, her approach is engaging, and her results are accelerated. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and experience some unexpected aha moments. Please give a warm welcome to the woman who empowers you to win, encourages you to be brave, be bold, and believe in yourself. High performance coach dedicated to your success, Karina Murphy. (laughs) Welcome, Karina. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) That was you. Yeah. I know. And I know all that to be true, by the way, absolutely all all, all, uh, things. So Karina and I have known each other for years. A long time. trying to think of when we met. I remember when we met, you helped me. We were in a personal development program and uh, you assisted me with something. That's something, I can't remember what it was, but I remember we were talking and you were helping me with something. So from our very first meeting, you're all about others and helping others. Mm. So thanks for that. Mm. Now, also, you're my coach. Yes, I am. Lucky me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. One of the reasons that I wanted to um, have you as my coach and and engage you is because I know all the things that we just read about to be true, but I also know that you needed to take a jump and do something that you really love. So what I'd mm. really like mm. to know, and I think this will help our audience as well because they might be in the same boat. It's like, I've got this idea, I've got this passion, I'm not quite sure how to go about it. Um, and you've been there and you've had a very successful career and then you've gone from that to jumping into something you really love doing and are having mm. some great success. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Mm. So, it, with John, was that in terms of what it, took for me to do that or where would you like me to start in relation let's to start, that particular let's journey? Start, let's start with that. Um, what did yeah. you have to deal with to be able to do what you're doing? Yeah, take the leap of faith. I I think for me I spent 20 years in corporate. It was kind of accidental for me. It wasn't something that I dreamed about. That you know, I was one of those people where it took a long time for me to work out what it is that I wanted to do with my life, what my gifts were. And so I'd been thinking about it and dreaming about it for about 10 years. And 
it became stronger and stronger for me in terms of exiting corporate after mm-hmm. I gave birth to my child. So I'm a solo parent and the vision that I had for myself was, you know, I was the corporate mama and, you know, I was the mum who was the one that picked her kid up at six o'clock at night, you know, after school care. So Savannah had spent the majority of the first years of her life as a mum doing that. Now that was normal and we made it work and it was great. But what was really important to me in terms of the vision that I had that I got, got crystallised over time because of the time frame of her growing up was I didn't want to be the mum who was still doing that in her teenage years. I was like, I really want to be there present for her. That's going to be super important because I mm. think some pretty big things that I remember <laughs> <laughs> happened during those teenage years. And as a solo parent, I thought, I probably need to be around and more available. Yeah. So I think that was the driving force for me um, is Savannah and my commitment to her and my commitment to being a mother who was available. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed for myself in terms of it, t- it seeming like it took me so long is I didn't actually make the decision like I'd been thinking about it, but I was still so terrified of jumping into the unknown, mm. but I hadn't made the commitment or the decision to actually do it. So I think if you're any kind of a decent coach, you'll have your own coach. Yeah. So I had a coach and I started engaging with and having a conversation with my coach around this vision. And and the more that I did that, the more it got solidified and I got really clear about that. And then I was able to make that declaration, commitment or decision, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. that then... And this is where it kind of, some people might think, becomes a little bit woo-woo and it's not really, Mm -hmm. you know. So when I started speaking that, you know, language creates your reality is one of the things that I say. I love that. That's a piece of gold there. Language creates your reality. Yep. Yeah. And also one of the functions of a coach is um, it's it's like they're your committed listener. Right. Yeah. So my coach was my committed listener and I said X and I wanted X to happen. Mm. And so their job, like my job is now, is to listen for that yep. and then have conversations that empower and enable you to fulfill on that. Love it. Yeah. And so for me, my coach, that happened and all of a sudden it was like the stars aligned mm. and mm. energetically things started changing and shifting. I couldn't see it to start with, but probably... Um, once I made that declaration, I had planned to exit in the October of 2021. And what ended up happening towards the end of 2020, we had a massive restructure in the business Mm -hmm. and we had the opportunity to get redundancy. Yep. And so wacko, what do you know? (laughs) I actually got made redundant in the April. Yep. And so while that was still a little earlier than what I had planned, Mm. I got a bunch of money to go with it. Oh, fantastic. So it somehow magically opened up and aligned for me. So, But it was all inside, I would say, of me making a declaration, having Mm. that committed listener and somebody Mm. listening for me winning and achieving at that goal. Yeah. Um, And then that happened sooner rather than later. Yeah. Which is my experience when you have a coach. Yeah. Yeah. So things, one of the key reasons I would say that to have a coach is that you actually produce your results sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Love I don't that. Know that answered the question. <laughs> it does totally, and more. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna delve, which is which is great. So, um, you made a decision, and then, yeah. and I know what you mean about a bit woo woo, but uh, I, I like all that stuff as well. And, and we get to create this, so so why not? Um, yes, it's almost like the universe, the thing, the energy, whatever people call it, whatever you, you, you want to call it. Went okay. She's serious now. She's made a decision. I'm going to bring some things to see either how serious she is or off she goes. Absolutely. And so you experience that. And um, could I also put it to you maybe even though you're highly trained and have done so much personal development, it might not have been till then that you were actually really ready. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, and I, one of the things that I continue to grow and develop over time is my trust in the timing of life. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's another version of what you're saying. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree yeah. with you. It re- I really have to trust that it was time and yeah. it happened when it happened. And how do I know that? Because it happened how it happened. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and just like our coaching sessions, you've got a great way of playing back what I've said in a much more articulate and powerful <laughs> way. <laughs> and I love that. Oh, I'm glad that lands well. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep, Hang on. <laughs> keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I love it. I love it. Um, so that had you stepping into this world. Mm. And um, look, I, I can talk about um, personal experience as you as my coach. Firstly, I'm wrapped at you have your own coach and I'm glad you said that because that was one of my things I wanted to make sure that that, that people knew you're you're walking the yeah. the talk um as well and it's also been my experience that things happen quicker I like what you yeah. say about the committed listener that's someone on your side that thing but also you're exposing me to things I wouldn't be able to know or think on my own because yeah. yeah. often um you know we think well, we'll just do it on our own you know, we can do it, but, and you can to a certain extent, but what about all that stuff you don't know that you don't know? Mm. Yeah. And I think one of the cool sort of analogies is, you know, it's like <clears throat> you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Oh, give me more gold. That's fantastic. <laughs> say that again. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. So a coach stands out, obviously is outside the bottle Mm. and we can often see things that the individual can't see for themselves. Yeah. And that's one of the most delightful things as a coach to be able to shine light on and remind people of the gifts that they've perhaps forgotten about or take for granted. Yeah. And then once you get reminded of those, you're like, oh, and something really magical and beautiful happens and you start to kind of, it's like an opening up again and remembering mm. and a realising and it's just such a privilege to do that and be that for another human being. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the best thing ever. I love it. And it's easy to see that you and hear uh, that you love what you're doing. It comes yeah. across so, so, yeah. so, so much. Yeah, and I think one of those you know, back to your original question, what I didn't, I had a bit of a sense, but what I didn't know is, you know, hindsight is always good, but what I didn't know is I was doing this coaching thing throughout my career 
Now, I yes. didn't have the title coach. Yeah. But all the little things that I was doing in, you know, when I was in learning and development, so I was a facilitator trainer and I did so, I do all sorts of things. But mostly what I did along the way is people would come to me mm. for their help and their guidance and the, all that kind of stuff. So I just give it naturally because that's just how I am. But, mm. and so I didn't see that as a gift you know, until much later than I'm like, oh, maybe that's the thing I'm supposed to be doing with my life, <laughs> you know. Yep. And I think that's what I help now people see and realise, the gifts that they don't know are actual gifts that are unique to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you start to realise that and see that, again, because somebody else is pointing it out to you, then the penny yeah. starts dropping. Oh, oh, I didn't see it like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it's awesome. Um, and so we did an exercise yesterday in my mm. coaching session with you, which I yes. think is a good time to bring up. It's called the values alignment, right? Values track. Thank you. Uh, the values track. And cause it's a little bit, it's reminding me about what you're saying now, how you're aligning, um, what you value or, um, your gifts with, um, and I know you're going to say this better, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's going to be great with, um, with uh, your, your actions or, um, I don't know, getting on the path or, or whatever it is. Can you talk more mm. about that and um, say it so much better than I just did? Yeah. <laughs> or not, <laughs> maybe not, who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's called the Values Track and I learnt this through and I want to acknowledge the authentic education, guys. So um, as you mentioned before, I love to walk the talk and so I'm always constantly growing and developing myself and learning about things so that I can then serve and support others to do the same. Mm. So I learnt the values track through the Authentic Education Guys and fundamentally through a series of questions what it does, it enables the person to see where they're currently spending their time, energy and money. Right. And so when we can strip it back and, you know, and maybe it's outside of work, so, you know, we kind of, go to work, we do our nine to five and we're our work person and then Mm -hmm. outside we're a totally different human being, you know, so somehow we disconnect ourselves. But what we start to have a look at in the values track or what it um, starts to elicit is outside of that, what do I, you know, what do I love to talk about? What do I love to research in my own time when nobody's driving you or telling you what to do? Mm -hmm. And that's when we start to say, oh, well, I'm spending my time, energy, money that's obviously what I value and is important to me. Yeah. And the other cool thing about distinguishing that the values in the values track is we also start to have a look at how you feel when you're doing those things. And then usually what you discover is you t- get totally lit up and energised mm-hmm. when you're doing the things you love. Right. And so ideally to be a, I guess, a, the happiest, healthiest version of yourself, mm-hmm. you want to be doing more of what you love in your life as often as possible. Yes. Because there's a knock-on effect. If a human being is unhappy, usually what happens is the people around them yeah. aren't particularly happy. I can uh, understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yep. it's a tool that can help you get realigned. And if you're spent, you know, we spend, what, seven, seven and a half hours to eight hours a day at work. And if that's totally out of alignment with what we value, Mm. then usually your body will give you some feedback and you'll feel miserable and it'll be painful, the whole thing. And then you'll go home and you'll share all that with the family (laughs) or people you love. 
Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden life sucks. Yep. 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 So it, it helps you realise and get present to what it is you value and then if life is, you know, work is really sucking, then there's an opportunity and access if you have a coach to then start making the changes and having the conversations required to transition perhaps into something that's really aligned with who you are so that you can yep. be a whole happy human being. Great. And I'm glad mm. you mentioned um, that point as well. So having that support to have those conversations to do the transition, I think is super important because I've had some instances where I thought, oh, I've been inspired to do something and go, oh, great, I'm going to quit my job and just do it. And had no support structure, had a tiny bit of cash behind me, ran out of cash and went, oh, I better go and get another job. And then, you know, happened for a reason and it serves me because you know that's that's uh, my belief structure mm. but i really like your way of doing it because you really delve into what you value first to really get that clear um and then it's about having the conversations to transition so it's not like ripping the band-aid off and all that kind of stuff you can get to where you want to go uh supported yeah and i think especially you know most of my clients are have got some experience under their sleeve. So they're not young in terms of teenagers where if you rip the Band-Aid off, it's kind of easier, you know, it's less impactful, if you will. Mm. But if you've got family and you've got commitments, sort of financial commitment, all of that stuff, yeah, yeah, it's better to have a bit of a plan. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you can then bounce off a coach and they can, they're, I guess, not as emotional about it so we can provide that clarity and perspective for you to consider. Yeah. So that you make better choices, more informed choices and decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. I love it. Um, mm. And um, it was no surprise that when we did it together yesterday, um, I was pretty aligned because I'm right now I'm doing what I love and, um, and I am feeling energized and, um, and it's, it's really a thing. I really, um, it was great to get that validation, but I also... Yeah really wanted to talk about it today because I'm lucky because I've found that um, mm. and it was good to, to you know, check in and make sure I'm on the right track and still we're having conversations to transition where I want to go. There's, there's always other levels mm. to go to. Um, mm. But if there is anyone listening that um, would like that kind of support, um, mm. highly recommend a, a coach and the best one I know is you. So we'll... Um, We'll share some details uh, later and in the show notes of how people can contact you um, if they would like to have, have an um, obligation-free conversation and, yep. uh, and, and, and take it from there. Um, and I, this is, this is yeah. just off the cuff. And one of the other things that I do as a coach and practice is to trust my intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting my intuition right now. So, John, for anyone who's listening to this, your podcast, uh, it would be my absolute pleasure to do a free values track for anybody who feels like that that would be something that would serve and support them in whatever time of life that they're at. So it would be my pleasure to do that, no charge. Uh, they can reach right. out to me or provide my details, but that can also be something that um, just because I know how valuable it is. Yeah. Um, um, we've got yes, one it life, is. it's a short life. It's very um, generous of you and um, mm. it's totally in line with, uh, with who you are. And so we just spoke about um, that values track stuff. So what we're saying here is um, if you would like to have Karina do mm. that um, exercise, would you say that? that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
with uh, Karina. You're going to be able to do that totally free. Wow. Um, thank you. I love that. Yeah, I love you're that. Welcome. And um, please, if you're listening, take Karina up on it. Um, it's um, it's a great exercise. Um, <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I want to say about that too, which you experienced, John, and maybe not we didn't articulate it, is when you're starting to do what you love and take the actions that are there, things become effortless. Mm. So the energy that's required. Mm. It doesn't feel as heavy yeah. or time-consuming. And all of a sudden you've got this, as I said, with the energy, it's not, yeah. things don't occur as hard and effortful. It becomes effortless. Yeah, I can attest to that because um, I'm waking up way earlier than I used to and doing things that I really want to do because I have the energy and I have the motivation. You know, people say if you, um, you know, wake up and do what you love and, and it won't be an issue or, you know, whatever the saying is, um, I'm experiencing that. So I can attest to that um, really, really good point. So it's not like, you know, you got to get fit, but you don't want to go to the gym, but you get up anyway and go to the gym. It's not like that at all. Um, even though that's a great thing to do. It's, it's, it's not like that. It's almost like you get fueled and have a foundation while you're doing it and as you're doing it so you mm. so it's not an end goal you're really trying to get to like i'm trying to get healthy i'm really trying to get there and you know you're not there it's almost like stoking the fire um before you start as you start and then off you go mm. love it love it yep um, there's so many things that we've learned together as well so um, we did a leadership course together and uh, it was one of the most challenging but rewarding ones that I've ever done. And um, when I met Karina, it was the second time she was doing it. I thought, oh, my gosh. I wouldn't recommend that. But... <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a bit nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. But, um, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. If you wouldn't mm. have done it the second time, I wouldn't have met you and yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be sitting here. So personally, I'm glad that you, uh, that you uh, did. One of the things that I spoke about in my solo podcast and that I know you, you'll understand, I want to play back to you or say to you, and I really mm. like to you to maybe build on that or add to that and, and get your sure. take on it because I think it's super important and that's why I want to mention it in the previous from the previous episode and today so it's the two aspects of being human one mm -hmm. the circumstances and two the conversation you are about your circumstances and mm -hmm. how the conversation you are about your circumstances has a bigger impact on you than your circumstances yes now you must have experienced that and <laughs> or your coaching people that are that are experiencing that yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you, this is obviously we had no idea what we we're going to talk about, so this is great. So <laughs> I had a, Just an a experience. Just like we usually do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to share with you an experience that I had last week. And again, inside this particular confront is I went and got coaching because I was like, whoa. And it'll hopefully align perfectly with what it is you're saying. <clears throat> So I was in a in a situation where I was in a meeting and, and supporting a team uh, to produce some results and somebody new we'd never met before came in and was talking to us about certain things and they, they'd been given, I guess, not the full picture of where the team was currently at 
And so the conversation was a little bit, how are you going? And so I was kind of doing these ones, trying to work out the heck's going on here. And then I said something around, um, I think there's been a couple of assumptions made here. And then the person said whatever they said, and I can't actually remember what they said. But in that moment, my experience was when they said whatever they said, I was being invalidated. Right. Now, because I'm a professional, I I held my composure. Mm-hmm. But internally, I was like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it all kind of went smoothly. I didn't say anything else. I think I said something else at the end again, you know, like, you know, around um, assumptions again. And then we got off the call. Mm-hmm. I then got some feedback later on of that uh, that person thought I was really defensive and, well, this wasn't accurate, what I got told was that person doesn't want to work with the team anymore. And I was absolutely horrified. I was like, what? Um, and so that, that conversation really impacted me in terms of that person no longer to work, wanting to work with us. And so I turned myself inside out and I replayed everything as people normally do when something goes pear-shaped and they're not committed to that, like it's that, so outside of what they're committed to in the conversation or their interactions with other human beings. I mean, to me that's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the other thing too, when I was watching my reaction, it seemed really intense and maybe not a little bit out of proportion to what had happened. Right. And so for me that was a little signal, oh, there's something in my past that's coming in here. Right. Right. And so I'll get to the point in terms of the circumstance and situation, the conversation I was about it. So when I went and got coaching, (laughs) because I need that too, the person said to me, so what happened? And then I said something like, I said something about, Um, some assumptions and the person said whatever they said. I apologise, I can't remember what it was. And then so they invalidated me is what I said. And this excellent coach said to me, so Karine, if I can't open your brain, could we see where the invalidation is? That really annoyed me because I knew that it wouldn't be in there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was so certain of the invalidation. Yeah. So... What I also want to preface too, John, these conversations that you and I engaged in and learned all about is to be really clear because I think this is important is these kinds of conversations and these kinds of inquiries when we look at things like this Mm. are all in service to provide us or human beings with an access. Yes. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because it doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to distinguish that because um, we're using it to give me an access to something else and sometimes there's different accesses that work for different people about different things. And mm-hmm. so I knew in that moment because I was like, no, 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 they definitely invalidated me and he said, well, I'm not going to find invalidation anyway. He just said something, Karina, and then you made that mean. Yep. And so I had to hear that a couple of times yeah. <laughs> because I was so hanging on to the inval- me wanting to be right about the invalidation yeah. that the penny finally dropped and what I got an access to was he said what he said and then 
not that this does probably not obvious to other human beings or other people, but then I got an access to, or maybe he was told something else. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, that would make sense. So maybe he didn't validate me. Maybe he just was thinking something completely different and he said what he said, I said what I said. And inside of putting my meaning or the conversation about that, which is I was invalidated, so personal, I got to, to see a whole different perspective and point of view. Right. And the other cool thing about that, which was more aligned with me, there was a level of compassion that dropped in. So all, mm -hmm. the, all the tenseness in my body fell away. I got, okay, I can have compassion for myself. I can have compassion for him. That didn't go well. If he's left because of me, I can't imagine what that person's feeling like. Mustn't be very bloody good. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I ended up doing is getting in communication with this person. Right. And the other thing that I saw for myself inside of that conversation is I wasn't responsible for my face. So he doesn't know me. I don't know him. So all he saw was me doing these ones, you know. Right. And for those listening, it's a bit of a, uh, I would not say a frown, but it's a bit of an intense listening face or a. Yeah. 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 And you would know that it's my intense listening face because you know yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody brand new looking at this face, who knows mm. what mm. interpretation they could make. And so maybe he was, maybe he did see that as threatening in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm but I hadn't been responsible for that Okay. on top of that. And you had a conversation with him? Yes, I did. <laughs> and so I apologised. I said, we don't know each other. Yep. I said, I wasn't responsible for my face and you might have been thinking, you know, that that was a threatening face. I want you to know I didn't feel threatened and this was my perplexed face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we ended up having a laugh. Great. And now we're connected. Yes. And we want to keep in touch because we both yep. think we're both good eggs. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But the access was my conversation about that, which was he invalidated me on some level and la, 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 la. Yes. Which didn't so, happen at all. So that was the conversation you were having about the circumstances. Yeah. And that goes to what we were saying before about how that can have more of an impact in the actual circumstances themselves. Yes, because thank you. And the other thing about that is uh, when I spoke to him, I didn't even need to bring up the validation because I heard it in his voice. Like he so wasn't mm. doing that. Mm -hmm. And he told me that he'd got all this other information. And you know, so I got in yeah. to understand what was going on for him, which was totally yeah. not where I went with it. Talk about so being bold and being brave. Um, mm. So what I can hear in that, the self-awareness to say, okay, there's something not right here. I want to check this out. Like, mm. That's, that's, extraordinary right? uh, and then going through that and, and having those discussions but then going back to the person the courage the boldness <laughs> involved right that would have had to be going through your mind to go I want to have a talk with this person um, yeah the courage needed um, just 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 fantastic and um, and what else would I want to say about that? The um... well, can I can I add something to that, John? Yeah, sure. Because it didn't, yeah, it didn't occur to me like courage, right? Okay. And let me, yeah. So let me say more about that. I love that you said that. Um, and this is part of what I've learned, and this is part of 
what I help people with in in the coaching journey towards what it is that they're committed to in life. So the reason it didn't occur is courage because I'm so committed to mm. people around me experiencing yeah. being known, seen and heard. Yeah, right. And to experience their own greatness. Yep. So for that outcome was so like far removed from what I'm committed to. I'm like, whoa, mm, if mm, I want to mm. be true to myself and walk the talk, I'm absolutely going to have a conversation with this other human being. Yeah. Because it's just not so out of alignment with what I'm committed to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the beautiful thing was he's the same. He's like, well, as soon as I got your message, I just smiled. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love this, you know. So yeah, yeah. we immediately connected because on some level our values are aligned and I would never have known that. No, but, um, no. Yeah. Because of your experience and your training, your commitment to bettering yourself and going to the next level and things like that, mm. that's, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Uh, Great. That's allowed you to have such a um, – that's a super um, – hero commitment right that you have mm. you know label it however you want but that's uh that's you know admirable whatever the words are you know to have that level of commitment and then say no this happened and i'm that's not who i am and that's not what i'm committed to and that was what was propelling you forward to take the action mm. wow so mm. can you say again just because we said it before and i like i like the listeners and myself to to sometimes um, hear it twice, you said, I'm committed to, and what what was it that you said you were committed to? Because there might be people out there that go, you know, I wouldn't mind taking that commitment on as well. Oh, yes, um, please do. Because I think more, more, people with that, <laughs> more people with that commitment would make the world um, a, a lot better place. So can you say your commitment again? Yeah, sure. So... And I've got lots of commitments, but I guess this is the foundational one, which is to have people experience being known, seen and heard yep. and for them to experience their own greatness. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. And, and please um, steal anyone, everyone. Well, and that's what <laughs> that... this show is about as well, right? Mm. So um, mm. I, um, I'm... Um, I'm trusting that um, there's some of that going on with the, with the listening audience with this conversation that we're having. And uh, I just like to say thank you for that commitment because um, mm. it's uh, literally a beautiful thing. Mm. Thank you. Now, uh, you asked me what were my top three motivational songs. Yes, I did. Yes, you did, right? Now, this is a question without notice, but uh, I think you'll be okay. Do you have a top motivational song? And I'll tell you why. I'll get you. To, I'll, I'll pan it out a bit while you're thinking. It's because I have got a Spotify list called Merco Motivation. Mm. And when I hear a song that motivates me, or that pumps me up and puts me in a good state, because as we know, all learning and life is state dependent. If you're in a if you're in an upbeat state, you're more likely to take action and be nice to be around and all this kind of stuff. Um, and music is, as you would say, an access to that. And um, so, what I am going to do with each of my guests is ask for what their motivational song is, and put it in the Merco motivational list. 
and then have that available for the listeners and myself. And so the beauty Love for, it. for me as well is when I hear the song that the guests have picked, I'll always have a smile on my face and it'll bring back these beautiful memories like uh, like what we're creating now. So Love it, love it, love it. That's a your, great thing. What's your motivational song? Or the oh, one there's you hear so that, many. That, I know, I know, but I was going to ask you to pick one. Um, there's, there's, it's not the one that I'm going to say, but there's a, a latest one out with um, uh, Jason Derulo and uh, why, why have I gone? He's the Aboriginal artist. We love her so much. Why have I gone play? Anyway, they've got the latest version out and I love that it's now Savannah's and my new latest song that we love, motivational song. But the one that I'm going to tell you is yep. the Yolanda Adams version. Yep. Of I believe I can fly. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the live version. We crank it up in the car, and it's beautiful. I always get goosebumps, and it just takes me to a Great. whole other place. Well, I'm going to put that live version on the Merco Motivation Spotify playlist, and so Love anyone it. that uh, that wants to get that can uh, click on the show notes for that, and uh, and they'll what a great have idea. A nice a nice playlist uh, to listen to when you want to um, feel, uh, use these things because, you know, we do know, I want to say we, I mean, intuitively know there's things that we can do to uplift ourselves, right? Sometimes we might not feel like and go, I know that I'm not performing or that I'm grumpy or that I'm whatever and I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, I I get that and that's okay. Um, And then there's sometimes where, look, I have the awareness to know that I'm not performing like I'd like to be and I want to do something about it. And so um, music is something that you can use for that. Uh, We've touched on that. Is there anything else that you might recommend as a tool or a a tip or something like that if someone says – could you help me with something that I can do to make myself feel differently from what I'm feeling now because I want to move on to a higher emotion? Mm, I think there are two come to mind immediately and they're really simple things. Great. And I'll say it and most people won't do it. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Uh, might, yeah. Well, the reason I say that is sometimes we like to human beings like to complicate things, and I think it's it's like the the golden oldie stuff. But if you do it, I promise you, it will make a difference. And it really is simply get up and walk outside. Go for a walk outside and breathe. Great. You know, and when you're doing that, stick on the, your favorite music because mm-hmm. it'll alter your state, which is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Yeah, and the other thing is, start writing down what you're grateful for. Excellent. So all you're doing again is just reminding and refocusing. Yep. And I guess another way is like distracting yourself. Yep. And shifting focus from one thing to another, and you're just doing it intentionally because you can. Yeah. And you're allowed to, but they're really simple things you can do. But I yep. think the most simple is to get up, actually physically get up and then walk mm. outside and get some fresh air and breathe. 
I really like that. Change the environment that you're in yeah. and use your body or as Tony Robbins would say, your physiology to um, change your mindset or change, or alter your mind to something different, something that you that you want. Um, yeah. Great. And, and we look, yeah, and we learn, depending on what the incident is, like if you really get taken out by something, we just learnt this and we've been practising this at home <clears throat> and I can't, I think it's called the, Anyway, I'll have to find it, but it's like dipping your head in cold, a bucket of cold water, like your face in water. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, oh, yeah. Because you have to hold your breath. So, again, once you, when you're holding your breath, you're engaging your parasympathetic nervous system, right? Yes. Which regulates your emotions. So, it calms you down, right? So, yep. you do that and you have to hold it, I think it's for 15 seconds or more. Yeah. And you do that three times in cold water. So, then it, all of a sudden, you're starting to calm and relax yourself. Yeah. So it's kind of like giving yourself a bit of a shock <laughs> yeah, in a good yeah. way to yeah. snap yourself out of the intensity of whatever might be going on. Yeah, I've heard something similar um, about the cold water on your face waking you up because we know that it um, we know that it does. If you ever splash a bit of cold water on your face, you know, oh yeah, I'm feeling a little more um, alert. Mm. Mm. Um, but to go to that extra level and uh, and uh, dip your face into the water, that's good. And also too, because it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, do these cold baths that a lot of people do. <laughs> you can just do your face. Yeah, um, and I've got a, an eleven-year-old, and sometimes Savannah has panic attacks. Yeah, right. And so what we will do is we've got a nice silver bowl, fill it up with fridge water, and she'll do that. Mm. And she now does it by herself. She'll go out. Because she knows it makes a difference for her. Yeah, great. And then she'll just keep doing that, and then she'll. So again, she get, gets to control her breath. Yep. There's the coldness on her face, and whatever that does, yeah, helps uh, regulate those emotions and bring her back to a state where it's nice, more pleasant for her to, experience. I was going to say how great that an 11 year old um, has the awareness to do that and is doing that, and then straight after that, I thought. That's no surprise because kids really, they know. They know so much, so much better than us in so many, in a lot of different ways. Um, So, yeah, all power to her. I'm glad she's she's doing that. And Um, I think too with kids, they go, oh, that works. I'll just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. My daughter's been known to have the odd odd, uh, cold shower and um, we've just moved house and we've got a swimming pool and it's uh, early spring here in Melbourne, Australia, and it's not very warm at all. And she's already been in there twice. I love um, it. Yeah, so uh, so she she loves doing that. But I'll mention two of the the face things. So sometimes um, in the mornings she'll ask, and I, I don't mind doing it. She, she'll ask for a cold face washer. She'll say, mm. you know, "Time to get ready for school, oh, Dad. You mind getting a cold face washer?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So, Get that, and then it. she's up and awake. So, mm. um, yeah, she's realised the benefits of, of that coldness on the face to uh, what was it? That sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. Mm. Why is it sympathetic? Well, you've got the sympathetic nervous system. I hope I get this right. Sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, right. So one's, yeah, there's two. That explains it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just think it's funny that it's just the word sympathetic in the in a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going on about. Uh, uh, um, the other thing I would love to 
mention, and this might have to be part one and part two because there was so huh. much uh, to, to talk about with you, um, but um, how you create a safe space, like you do that for me all the time. So, and I know that when you're in a, feel like you're in a safe space, and I've heard in some workplaces to create that psychological safety, um, huh. you then have the ability to... Um, be more authentic, say, like, say really what's what's happening um, and, and all that kind of jazz. And um, yesterday you said we did an exercise and you said there's no shame and there's no guilt to any of the answers and then away that, away that we went. And I thought that was really powerful and I um. thought you could use that in many areas, we go, okay, I just want to explore something. I'm not going to beat myself up for these thoughts or whatever and there's no guilt and there's no judgment and there's no whatever. Let's just explore what's going on. And um, I enjoyed that safety that you created. Um, but is there anything more you want to, you want to say about that? Mm. There's obviously the words that you can use to help create the safe space. And so that's explicitly. And then there's the thing that I do before every single call that I have with clients, which is mm. set my intentions. Great. Yeah. So for me, um, the conversations that I engage in, especially in a client relationship, is really intentional. Mm. So I'll set an intention before every conversation I have with a client so that I'm clear about, obviously, not obviously, what I'll do is I'll think about my client and what I think that they want to need right now. And so in me connecting that way, I, it's kind of like I drop into a space and know that when I'm on that call, mm. I'm there to empower and enable them and to be of service for them. So it's it's an intellectual conversation I'm having with myself which then turns into a physiological one because my body alters and it, it's like a grounding and a shifting into that mm -hmm. space to in order to allow that so it's not just an intellectual kind of pursuit there's lots of things yep. that I think automatically happen quite quickly yep. but I think the way to get there is really start with intention setting what's my intention for this person on this call yep yep great yeah yep. thank you um because mm. This podcast is about what people think and what they do to achieve greatness, yeah. right? And you've given yeah. us so much of that, so much Intention of that. Intention settings, really awesome and pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of, of a lot of this stuff. It's it's not complicated. It's simple. Yeah. You might not be aware of it and it's um, easy to try. And, yeah. uh, and why not? And why not? Um, there's a couple of other things that you've really helped me with that I wouldn't mind um talking about is yes. um the dun 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 drama triangle yeah how good's that <laughs> was really, it was really good and um i i do know from some of the other work that we've done and just my experience that some people are addicted to the drama they just want mm. drama all the time they'll talk to you about it they want validation about the drama they might create drama whether they realize it or not um, the whole past coming into your present and future would be another great topic we could talk about. But um, there's a lot of it, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know these kind of people, or sometimes we can all be a bit like that. Um, 
I love caught the drama. Up in, caught up in the drama. <laughs> and um, so can you um, <clears throat> shed a bit of light for our listeners about what the drama triangle is and how it can um, help? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a, a tool that I use, again, in order to provide people with an access to be on what's going on. So uh, the drama triangle was, I guess, developed, created by a Dr. Stephen Cartman, who was a renowned psychiatrist back in, I think, the late, maybe early 60s, and he won this really prestigious award for that because he uh, does transactional analysis, which is a type of therapy. Now, while I don't do therapy with my clients, I've kind of used this model, as I said, to give people an access and the main, and the bit that I really love in relation to transactional analysis is um, it's designed to help, the therapy is designed to help people gain and maintain their adults, their autonomy by strengthening the adult state. So why do I love that so much? Because most of us have got these fabulous adult bodies, but most of us aren't behaving like adults. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we get triggered and all of a sudden we're 12 or bloody 8 or 15, you yeah. know. Right. And so I love that. I'm like, oh, of course that makes sense. So the drama triangle with Dr. Stephen Cartman's work discovered that when human beings are in a, a situation, mostly we're trying to get needs met. And because we're not, most of us didn't grow up sort of understanding these principles or or even being able to articulate what our needs are. Mm. Now, my parents didn't certainly go, Karina, this is how you articulate what your needs are and this is how you get them met. <laughs> like I didn't have that conversation. <laughs> we will inadvertently go into these roles and he distinguish these roles, um, which is the persecutor, mm -hmm. the hero, and then both of these roads, think of an inverted triangle as his diagram that he talks about. So we've got a persecutor, a hero, and then we've got the victim. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we're trying to get our needs met and we can't because we don't know how to articulate them or we're not aware of what they are, we will take on one of these roles as a way to try and get those needs met. And it's usually very dramatic and mm -hmm. unsuccessful. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and we so there will was the, yeah, go on. swing, we will usually swing to uh, one or two of these roles or kind of favour, if you will, in it to try and get our needs met. So when I was younger, I did a lot of rescuing or heroing. So mm -hmm. I was the really helpful, kind one that would mm -hmm. be there and I'll help you do this, I'll help you do that. But because I wanted to try and fit in and belong, so I thought if being helpful... People would then like me, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, and it worked to a point. But what ended up happening for me is then I, especially in my place of work, I'd end up taking on everybody else's work and then being overworked. Mm. And then I really wanted something in return, but I didn't tell them that, of course, because I was trying to be liked and nice. Mm -hmm. So I ended up being kind of bitter and resentful, and then I'd turn into the persecutor, right? Make them wrong. Yep. And it, because there was unmet expectations. 
Yes. And so it all got very dramatic and it was a lot of, I did a lot of internalizing drama, you know. Right. So, yeah. Um, what, you know, and I got depressed very early in age in my younger years, you know, I was depressed because all this stuff was going on and I just didn't know how to get my needs met. I didn't even know how mm. to articulate them or what the hell they were. And yep. then both of those roads, whether persecutor or hero, fundamentally then go into I was a victim of my circumstances, people, mm. all of that kind mm. of stuff. So I was very much in the hero victim mode. Yep. These days I'll go into persecutor mode. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so as I've matured somehow, <laughs> I stopped the hero stuff. I've dealt with that and now I go into persecutor mode, which is funny. Um, but I'm responsible for that now. I've learned a few other things, which is really great. Yeah, that, uh, responsibility and, and that awareness. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so knowing about that and the roles that you might play, mm. so um, that can help you um, – get out of the drama so you can be more um, the person that you want to be or what's the thing there if you can articulate that? Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a good question. So the point of learning anything like this is to, and you mentioned the word before, is to gain a level of self-awareness. Hmm. So if we don't have that level of self-awareness, I'm afraid to say it, there's good luck. Like yeah. you've got Buckley's, you really need a strong level of self-awareness hmm. which will help with the, emotional intelligence piece mm -hmm. and what I say to my clients is which which is again the foundation to help you get next level results so once you can start to distinguish and notice those three key roles and you'll start to see them everywhere oh I've just gone into persecutor mode I've just called that person a dickhead that's the word that I use <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, maybe I'm in persecutor mode. Okay. Yeah. How's this going to go, Karina? Probably not very well. Yeah. Um, so we want to start to get familiar with the roles, what they look and sound and feel like as a place to start because then we can start to see ourselves there because we'll either do it internally with ourselves or externally with others. And then inside of that, we'll, we'll then start to see it's very limited because we'll bounce around from these roles. And so you don't have much access to anything else apart from these versions, yeah. variations yeah. of these roles. Yeah. And so if you're wanting to develop leadership okay. and or your communication skills, yeah. then those three roles aren't going to give you that access to produce right. that next level result. It's, it's, it's really, really limited. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as you were saying before, once we start to realize and start to see what they are, first, you're going to notice it and see it first. You're going to know yep. that you're at A before you get to B. You're going to know you're yep. over here. Yep. And then we can start to go, okay, is there something else available for me? And the good mm. answer is, yes, there is, because that then leads into the next kind of conversation and you and I know this really well, John, from the training that we have, is we're human beings. Mm -hmm. So we actually have an access to far more greater ways of being apart from being the persecutor or being the hero or being mm -hmm. the victim. Mm -hmm. So that's the cool thing. And then I can go, oh, maybe what would being a leader look like or sound like? Oh. Well, they probably wouldn't call someone a dickhead, Karina. Yeah, and so I can start to distinguish and then pull apart what those actions 
and feelings and words would be Mm. that someone who was being a leader would be being versus someone who was being a persecutor, as an example. Great. And Uh, all of a sudden the lights uh, come on. Really uh, well said. And it's exhausting being in the drama triangle. (laughs) Totally is. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, And it's great that you say that because a lot of my clients all of a sudden think, oh, I've got more energy. (laughs) And it's not because they're drinking Red Bull. No. No. (laughs) They're not complaining. They're not trying to be the hero and they're not the victim. Yeah, they're not fixing or changing, persecuting, because you're right, it's absolutely draining and energy zapping. Wonderful. Thanks for explaining that. And um, that exercise to do is uh, is available with your um, coaching, which is great, and I've got a, a lot out of it. Um, now, the one of the final things I'd like to talk to oh. you about, which um, has been very helpful for me and I think will be helpful for the audience, is the emotion wheel. Yes, I don't know if you call it that, but that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's it. <laughs> the emotional. And so uh, you've given me this uh, um, diagram, nice and colourful, and it's uh, circular, and it's got a number of um, emotions in it. And, mm-hmm. um, well, without me explaining too much of it, because you um, will do a better job, um, what is the emotion wheel and what's it good for? Yeah, well, I think it could be used for many things. The way that I use it with my clients, again, because you and I are in the early stages, is again, it's designed or intended to help grow and develop this self-awareness piece again. Mm -hmm. So most of us are aware of, I guess, the big kind of gross feelings of, uh, you know, annoyed, angry, pissed off, frustrated, but there were kind of more subtle emotions that we're not quite connected to or we don't quite articulate Mm-hmm. which when we start to look at those different emotions inside the emotion wheel, which gives, it's a wheel, I mean, I've actually got a picture of it here. Da, 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 da. I've got it right behind me as well. Yeah. And so once we can start to get the nuances of the maybe the more subtle feelings that are going mm-hmm. on inside of us, again, it gives us an access to understanding ourselves. Mm. A little better when we can distinguish actually that's what's really going on so we as an example i could say oh i'm really angry and pissed off and inside the anger uh slice of the emotion wheel we've got words like tense oh yeah i'm tense my body's tense and as soon as you start to look and say it provides you or the person with some space around the emotion and the feeling when mm. you can acknowledge something for what mm. it is. Mm. There's things like, oh, actually, I'm feeling quite aggressive. I want to rip their head off. And inside of a safe coaching space, when someone can start to articulate those feelings without any judgment, assessment, guilt or shame, mm. it provides you with a freedom, as I said, some wiggle room and yeah. space to get beyond the confines of that emotion once we start to get into the nuances of it. Um, And the more that we can get present to that and the more self-awareness that we have within ourselves, uh, and I think this is the most beautiful bit of doing this kind of work is, then you can have more access to see that in other human beings. Right. To give them the space and the compassion of, oh, yeah, I can get that as a human being and Mm. all the things that they they may not be able to articulate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can have an appreciation of and for 
that they might be going through. So again, in heated conversations or situations, I found now that I'm more practiced at articulating and knowing the nuances within myself, I've got more space and more resilience, I guess, in a lot of ways for myself and for others and compassion for myself and others. So again, it really is all around developing that level of self-awareness, which is critical to be able to produce off the charts results in any area of your life. Wonderful, wonderful. Karina, it's been an hour of power, really has <laughs> so much gold. I'm going to do a bit of a summary in the show notes of, of a lot of the things that, that mm. we've um, talked about um, today because I think it would uh, be really great for people when they see what's available from listening to this uh, episode. It's made sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, I think it has. And also sometimes mm. people need to hear things in different ways from different people. So, and yes. um, so uh, at different times. So if it mm. hasn't, um, maybe have a re-listen or um, maybe engage Karina for a, a further chat. So super generous of you to offer the values track exercise. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, so um, you can engage Karina. Her website is karinamurphy.com.au. It's uh, spelt the way it sounds. It'll be uh, in the notes anyway. Um, <laughs> and I don't think there's anything left to do except say a massive, massive, massive thank you for several things for coming on the show. Uh, that was a uh, I really wanted to have you on the show because um, I, I I've loved know being that... here. I've loved being with you. <laughs> oh, good. Because I knew you'd be able to say this goal that you has come so naturally to you um, because of your commitment, because of who you are in the world and because you've wanted what you've done, because of what you think and because of what you do. It's just uh, massive, 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 big, big, big ups for you. Um, thank you for being you. And um, now I'm going to let you go, and um, and uh, thank you. And I'm going to let you go, and um, and change the world for the better, and spread more of the good stuff. Love it, John, and thank you so much for what you're doing. I think it's thrilling and exciting, and um, I can't wait to hear all about all the successes and all the people that are coming on. I can't wait to tune in and listen to everybody. It's going to be fantastic. Excellent. Thanks, Karina. Big love. Bye. Another incredible episode of Rise and Thrive Conversations for Greatness. I hope this conversation has ignited a fire within you, inspiring you to take bold steps towards your own path of greatness. And guess what? The journey doesn't end here. There's so much more to explore, learn and achieve. So if you're hungry for more insights, more inspiration and more strategies to fuel your personal and professional greatness, get ready because the next episode is just around the corner every Tuesday to be precise where we'll continue to unravel the secrets to unlocking your extraordinary potential don't miss out on the chance to keep rising and thriving with us hit the subscribe button and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops and remember greatness is not a destination it's a continuous journey so let's embark on it together thank you so much for being part of the rise and thrive community it means so much to me that you're listening. And my wish for you is that you get so much out of doing so. Keep reaching for the stars, keep pushing your boundaries and keep embracing the challenges that come your way because that's how we truly grow. Stay tuned, stay motivated and get ready to rise and thrive. If you're finding value from our conversations, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, 
family and colleagues. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity, optimism and positive change. Keep shining brightly, your greatness knows no bounds and remember, be great and stay awesome. Our guest today has honed her expertise in performance tools and practices, even practices. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to do that again because I'm, I'm finding I'm out of breath. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be able to breathe by the time we get to the end of this. <laughs>